Okay. Hello, and welcome to You, you Haven't, Haven't Seen. Seen. I'm Debbie. And I'm Ashley. This is a podcast where we watch movies everyone has seen but us, and then talk about them. And today, so March, we are doing Oscar-nominated films. Yeah. Ashley's laughing at me. <laughs> well, you just looked at me like I was going to jump in. I was looking in. for confirmation. Oh, <laughs> like a nod. So, th- um... The first movie we're doing this month won for Best Picture uh-huh. in 1977 um, is when it was released. We're doing Annie Hall today. Yes, which you have never which, seen. Yeah, Ashley has seen. I have never seen. Um, and just up front, guys, we're not going to talk about Woody Allen. Nope. We're just not going to touch that. We are talking about the movie. The movie. And the characters in the movie. And we're not talking about the actor, director, or any of that. Right. We're talking about the movie. Okay, so... All I know about I know about this movie because of fashion. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Because of fashion. Right. Um, and so I know the vest and the. Uh, yeah, I know Diane Keaton's look. Yeah. I know it's Diane Keaton and Woody Allen, and I'm assuming it's some quirky, romantic, New York, everyone's lost and confused type of yeah. plot line. How'd good. I do? You did well. You actually did pretty good. That's pretty much it. Um, okay. Basically, that's what it's about. Oh, good. Uh, I personally am very excited to see this. And the only reason I watched it was because it is known as, like, one of the funniest films. Like, if you see, like, the, you know, top 100 comedies or something, Mm. it's always on there. Yeah. So, when I first watched it, I watched it in high school. Okay. And I was, like... So, do you think it's funny? It's hard. I'm I, I'm really interested to see it again because in high school I was like, oh, this is funny. Did yeah. I laugh out loud? No. Did, okay. Did I watch it again since high school? I'm curious because no. like I've, I mean I think I've known that this is a rom com, yes. but the majority of what I've heard people talk about is literally the vest and the tie. Because <laughs> fashion. Because <laughs> fashion, right? It's and also it, I mean it 77. is a look that's coming it's, back. It is a look that's coming back. It's a look that I don't think of when I think of the 70s. No, yeah. Yeah. But wait till you see the whole thing, though. The pants are very 70s. Well, according to IMDb... Oh, yeah. The summary is... Oh, it's only 93 minutes. Oh, it's so short. I love it. This is actually the second shortest uh, Best Picture winner. Oh, really? What's the shortest? Marty. Get out. No. This is very interesting. (laughs) Well, I mean, there is the assumption when you're talking about award I mean like award nominated films yeah. that it's going to be long and arduous right. and boring and, and slow um yep. even though I mean like Mad Max was nominated this year so I uh, know and it lost though it did so it won so many other stuff though I was so <laughs> happy all right um so IMDb says that this is oh rated PG neurotic New York comedian Alvy Singer falls in love with ditzy Annie Hall <laughs> Ditsy, Annie Ditsy, Hall. Ditsy, Annie Hall. Um, That's the tagline. <laughs> what's, is there, are there taglines? There's only one. Okay. That's it? I know. Do you want to read that? It's just. I can read it. Do you want me to just say it how I feel about it? Yeah. A nervous romance? What kind of tagline is that? <laughs> I don't want to see this. <laughs> A nervous romance. Well, I mean, okay. A neurotic comedian. I don't think I'm going to like him at all. I I have been really racking my brain, and I only remember, like, two scenes. I'm excited to see it again. Okay, let's watch it. All right. All right. And we're back. Wow. 
I was right. I didn't like him at all. Nope. That neurotic tiny man. Um, <laughs> entitled neurotic asshole of a tiny man. I... Like, what the crap? Annie Hall is such a lovely little pothead. She can do so much better than him. <laughs> Oh my I just God. kept writing down, Annie, you deserve better. Oh, the first note I have, it says Annie Hall, and then I hate his character, LOL, is <laughs> the first thing. Let's oh see, the my first, gosh. The first thing I wrote was, so he's Woody Allen. <laughs> I just, okay, let's do three sentence plot synopsis okay. and then go into it. Well, it, okay. it is just a rom-com. We're watching this relationship start and fall apart, but we already know it's fallen apart before it starts. There's yeah. a lot of breaking of the fourth wall, which I did enjoy. Yeah. I do think it's funny. I either thought it was really funny, or I thought this is so boring, I can't stand this. They went, it was like up and down, yeah. where I was either really enjoying myself, or I was on my phone. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Um... Well, I like that it was a dis. It showed the disintegration of the relationship. So, like, I did like how it was backwards. So you saw the good, you saw the bad. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily in chronological order. No, but I did like the jumping around worked. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I like that, and I liked how it was a true-ish relationship. Yeah. Um, a, a friend of mine recently, because I told them that we were gonna watch this movie, and they were like, "Oh, yeah." And I was like, "I when I was in high school, wasn't really sure if I liked it." And they were like, "No, watch it." When you watch it as an adult, you're like, this speaks to me. I hated this movie. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the thing. Because I was like, did it speak to you? Though? It was... No, it's... Because well, I was sitting there, and I was thinking a couple things. One, of like, this is why I'm not dating right now. I was thinking, oh my god, this man is the worst. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really funny how she was making such progress in therapy. <laughs> And I loved how her therapist was a woman and his was this old man. And I was like, look at women helping each other. <laughs> like, yeah, just... I just, there isn't really, and the only scene I remembered was the lobster scene. Oh, that's a nice moment though. And that's the thing. That was like the only moment where I was like, oh, I enjoyed this. But on the, on the whole, I was like, this is, the jokes are old. Well, it did make me real. Some of the jokes I enjoyed, and some of the jokes were either me realizing I don't know a thing about the politics at this time. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like the entire Los Angeles thing when yeah. Woody Allen's character goes to Los Angeles and they make all these really easy LA jokes. So, but and I was like, these are easy jokes, they're... but I'm still kind of enjoying them. Yeah. Because of how I do like the. Like the guy calling the phone and saying, hi, I forgot my mantra. You know who uh, that guy was. Who is that guy? Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god, get out, really? <laughs> well, okay, also Christopher Walken's in this? Okay, that's another, that's a sidebar. Sigourney Let's, Weaver's at the end. Yeah, and so is the girl from The Shining. Oh, oh yeah, yeah Shelley Duvall. Yes. Okay, and that's... And Carol Kane. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. Sorry. We, we'll finish talking about LA first and then go into, oh my gosh, okay. everyone's a baby. But, um... Yeah, that like just the LA stuff is one example where I'm like, okay, these are easy jokes, these are old by now, but they're being delivered in a way where I still think some of them are funny. Yeah. While recognizing that, uh, yeah, that was an easy one, but yeah. I'm still laughing. See, that was the hard part for me because this is such a seminal, like this was a romantic comedy that would made fun of romantic comedies. Yes. One of the first. Yeah. So 
It's been done so many times. Like, all of these jokes have been duplicated, have been reused in movies, Yeah, which, the jokes have been used, but I don't... I did like the story structure of it jumping around and then breaking the fourth wall. That still hasn't been done a lot, because that's incredibly difficult to do and not just be a a confusing hot mess. Right. And so I thought that was interesting, but when you just delve into the writing and the jokes of it, it's like, okay. And the vignette structure, like, the sneezing into the cocaine is one that has been done. Sneezing into, yeah. I was waiting for something to happen with the cocaine. I was like, "Uh, what's gonna... Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, but at the same time, I have, I have to remember that maybe in 1977 these jokes were new. But they well, still feel very, like, borscht belly, kind of like, yeah, blah, blah. I think that they were very, I was thinking about this, because this one best picture. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking as I was watching this, you know, Hollywood does like its insider jokes. Yeah. And they like movies about Hollywood, and they like the jokes. And I'm using the, I'm looking at the microphone now as if I'm addressing someone who's sitting there. <laughs> I say the phrase Hollywood with air quotes. Like when people talk about the Academy, I think we're all well aware that that is a specific set of people. Right. And I think part of the problem now is that that specific set of people, there's a good chance they were the same people who voted for this one for Best Picture. (laughs) So I think the Academy in the air quotes and all the disclaimers applied likes certain things. Yeah. And so it did not surprise me that they were all about this movie. See, I find that really surprising. What other films were nominated that year? I don't know. That's what I was just thinking about. Because I was like, I feel like that would um, help color my... 1977. Yeah. I feel like that would help my opinions. But I was just really surprised. Academy Awards. Oh, okay. Hold on. 1977 was in release, but that year of the Academies was when Rocky won. So, okay. So we're at 78. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, well, this is the winners. Dan Keaton won for Best Actress and Woody Which Allen. she should have. Yeah, she should She's have. She's a national treasure. Yeah. Oh, my God, this one for Best Original Screenplay and Best Director as well. Screenplay? Yes, I'll give it screenplay. Yeah. Director? Um, okay, fine. Best Picture? No. This was one of the things where it just swept. Um, okay. So, the nominees for Best Picture this year were Annie Hall, The Goodbye Girl, Julia, Star Wars, and The Turning Point. So right, I could totally see why this one. Mixed bag. I <laughs> <laughs> put Star Wars in there. And that was, um, yeah, that was the first Star Wars. Well, no Because it was just Star one. Wars at that point. Right. Sorry, that's a whole nother that was, sidebar. We've um, talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the Star Wars episode if you want to hear our uh, thoughts on that. Yeah. Or honestly, just tweet at me. But, um, nope. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Tweet at It'll Ashley be about three Star times Wars. longer. <laughs> tweet at me. Um, but I still think, like, best screenplay, yeah. it's The screenplay is good. It is interesting. Yeah. It's just that. And, and poor Diane Keaton. Poor Diane Keaton. Well, also, let's talk about the characters. Okay, fine. Let's talk about Diane Keaton's character. Let's talk about Annie Hall first, because we love her. I love her! She's just so adorable. She's so adorable. Like I said, what a lovely little pothead. She's just so nice, and she's so, she's so naive. But, and trusting. Yeah, the problem I had was, she was 30, like, 30 years old. 30, 31. Yeah. I did not see Annie's 30. (laughs) I saw her as, like, 
Annie's character, I was like, this girl is like 18. Right, I saw her much Diane younger. Keaton's older than 18, but she's so gosh darn cute, I'm just gonna go along with okay. it. Okay. You know? That was that was my prop where I, where I was like, I feel like she's like late 20s, or early 20s. Mid to early 20s. Diane Keaton was born... But she was... In 46. I know she was... I. So, oh, she was, okay. Yeah, like 30, right? Yeah. But she looks so good. Yeah, well, everyone... everyone like I have written down that... And... I'm sorry if this is, like, body shame or whatever, but I thought just everyone looked much too skinny. I don't know. I feel like the clothes... Maybe, because I couldn't tell if it was the clothes. I don't know if it was the 70s and everyone was on drugs. But I was just like... It's also the lack of bras. Yeah, the lack of bras. I just... (laughs) Because a lot of people were like, you look so young. You look so good. But my goodness, you look awfully skinny and I'm concerned. Or I was just like... I don't know. Because I was feeling very weird about that. Because usually I'm not one to be like, oh, you should have less weight or more weight. But when I was watching this, I was just like... See, Are a, you I didn't eating? Even that. Oh, really? I thought it was just the clothes because the clothes were very like bodycon-ish. So, like, like they were, tight. they and either then, were, or they weren't. Right, you know? and that's the thing. It, when you get in those moo-moos and stuff, those tunics, I feel like it's hard to tell body shape. Yeah, I was more concerned about the lack of bras. <laughs> I was like, lift, lift, support them. <laughs> just gravity is not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> That was my problem. Yeah, the fashion in this was, was a little having, bit like... I was having a lot of problems. <laughs> I was like, oh, but this was cold when you were shooting. I was like, this is awkward. Get the girl a sweater. Just right. I was like, just get this, some tape. Just yeah. Oh my god, and then speaking of age of women, um, the character Rob... Woody Allen's character's friend who, like, moves to L.A. Oh, the agent guy? Yeah, the agent guy who then was an actor. He said something about 16-year-old yeah. twins. And I just went, ah! Because I liked that character until he said that. And I was like, no! Oh, I, he's a pedophile now. <laughs> I can't like him anymore. So, oh, my um, God. I just thought so, that was him, like... Just, but I was like, this is Charles Manson-ish time. Yeah. You know? I also so, thought that was him just, like, pulling his chain kind of thing. Oh, really? Being like, oh. I was, thanks to, you must remember this, I was like, all those girls were like 16 I too. Know, I know, but like, I, I was like, I'm oh. gonna get a little bit of a <laughs> I, I just got very motherly over everyone, and I'm not one to mother people, really, but I was just like, girls, 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 like, yeah. let's all, you know, not do this. Let's not talk to these men anymore. Yeah. Let's... Don't move to LA because some guy offers you a record contract after one night in a bar. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's Paul Simon though. Who's that? He, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh wait, the actor or the character? The, I'm so confused. Sorry, the guy who offers her the record contract. Yes, that's Paul Simon. In real life, from the movie. In real life. Okay. In the movie, like, his name was like Tony something. I didn't know if it was like him playing himself no. type of thing. Okay, gotcha. But. There were a lot of people in this movie. (laughs) And I don't know enough about all their careers to know if this was, like, before they got famous, if this was one of their earlier roles, or if this was, like, a... I'm trying to think of a movie that's not an ensemble piece, but that just, like, a bunch of people are in. I feel like it kind of happens, like, when a director is... Was Was this the first... 
what like in terms of Woody Allen's career, where was it when this came out? I don't know. I feel like maybe he was still doing stand up. He did. Excuse my ignorance. He did stand up. Yeah, he started as a stand up comedian. That's interesting because I thought that his character. I was watching his character be a comedian, and I was like, "How is this guy successful?" I just, I mean, that's not my sense of humor at all. The like the self deprecating yeah i'm a neurotic man like look at me i'm so funny i was that's, just thinking you're so annoying right that's a that's the problem that i had at the beginning and why i feel like some of the jokes were old it's just because we've seen those jokes before and those jokes that have like the setups and the punchlines and the that they're just so structured that it, it's hard for me to be like well i've heard this joke before and it's like i may not have heard the joke before but the setup is just, it's well, just, the formatting is so I also structured. feel like so much of his character's, you know, arc and jokes and his thing was that, oh, like, this man has anxiety. Yeah. And that's just sort of not funny, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. This man is controlling, entitled, and has anxiety. That's not funny. That's just sort of a recipe for someone you don't like. But, I mean, if you look at the time, like, Woody Allen was one of the big stand-up comedians. Like, Richard Lewis was there, too. Yeah. Like, that, that kind of, like, neurotic yeah. dude was, a, is a, still a big, like, yeah persona for comedians. That's true. And that's, I guess, a lot of comedians whose thing where it's like, oh, I think everyone's out to get me. Yeah. I just don't think that's funny. No. Because it's not, like... No one's out to get you, <laughs> you know? Right, but I think it's interesting. And one of the moments in the movie that... Have you seen Master of None on Netflix yet? Oh, no, I haven't. NZ Zanzari does a, a homage to this, which okay. I didn't realize until I watched this again. Oh, yeah? But it was just, like, stuff like that where comedians are taking this, like, neurotic kind of relationship thing and being like, oh, but this is, this is how we could do it. Uh... Like, Louis C.K., Okay. He's kind of neurotic, but it's not his main thing. No, it's not his main thing. So I just find that interesting. That was interesting. I think the concept of forming your stand-up identity yeah. is so complicated yes. <laughs> um, that whenever a comedian is very successful as a stand-up and doesn't have one identifying thing... Yeah. I'm always like, wow, that's so impressive. Or when, because mm-hmm. whenever a stand up comedian changes in identity, yeah. just like flawlessly, it's just, wow, that's impressive. That's yeah. a lot of work, you know? That's a lot of work. Right. Or like even when Seinfeld like wouldn't do the same material. Yeah. And like just threw everything away. Like that's crazy. That's, and also, I think that's why, like when, to bring up Aziz Ansari again, how he will just test out material to mm-hmm. people. I have so much respect for that man because he just put so much work, and not to say that other people don't put a lot of work in, yeah. but he is so open about the amount of work he perks he puts into his stand-up yeah. routines. And I think it just, because, I mean, in college, you always get, like, all these guys who are like, I'm going to do stand-up, and then they wonder why they're not good, and it's like, it's right. so much work to be good at stand-up. Yeah. It's so much work. And then if you bomb... You gotta know how to deal with that. Right. <laughs> That's like... Have you seen the... Um, someone made a YouTube compilation of just stand-ups, like, just taking on hecklers? No, it, it makes my tummy hurt. It's, I don't like the confrontation. 
Because and and I also don't like this because some comedians go so violent. Oh, that it upsets me. This well, I'm sure there's many compilation videos, but I had watched one a couple of years ago that was in itself work of art, just okay. in terms of like because <laughs> it even went with like an arc and how they were handling it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Bless this anonymous YouTuber for yeah. putting this together. Okay, then that one sounds interesting. But yeah, because it peaked at the angriest guy. Yeah. It started off as a playing it cool, and then it went slowly more angry, and then it morphed into just like the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was, oh, it was amazing. But um, back to Annie Hall. Yes. So no, Woody Allen was a comedian. It looks like he did direct a couple movies before this one. Yeah. None that were like huge. I'd say that. I think this is when he blew up. Yeah. Um. I don't know why Annie was so into Alvy. Because when they met, and when they, because they met there when was, they were playing tennis, and yeah. she was straight up, they were giggling. She yeah, was being flirtatious. I, I was like, what do you see in him? Well, I thought there was something. I guess he was famous. That's the thing. I couldn't tell if it was that she had seen him perform, and mm. that's why she was all giggly. Yeah. But they, like, her and her little friend were, like, giggling. Yeah. And so then I thought that. There was something that we didn't know. I think there's something between the friend and his friend. Yeah. And they were like trying to. I set think that him they up. were like, "Oh, we both have single friends. Like, set them up." And so each of them, he probably didn't get talked up to, Alvy, but right. the girl was probably talking about him to Annie Hall. You yeah. know. But I like. I thought it was cute how they meet, and she's so loving and awkward. She's so cute, and what a terrible driver. I just, oh my god, that's the terrifying. Way that the, just the awkwardness of like leaving. I was like, I that rain really true. Yeah. But then why does she have a car in New York? Also, how did these people afford these apartments? Yeah, that's a, this. <laughs> also, what is Annie's job? What is well because she is. I think as the relationship progresses, he just starts paying for her apartment. I guess. Yeah. And he pays for her therapist. Yes. Which. And she blossoms in therapy. She took control of her life. That's the thing. I mean, she, if, okay, so this movie is called Annie Hall, Mm -hmm. which I have a problem with the title. Why? Well, why, the title's Annie Hall, yet it's all about Alvy. Because I think how he sees his life. Yeah. Each, you know, it's not like, oh, my 20s. For this man, okay. I think he, he, the chapters in his life are the women he's dating, and this is the chapter in his life that he was dating Annie Hall. I like that. That makes sense. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes. Woo! I was actually, when you said chapters, I was like, chapters. <laughs> <laughs> but if we look, so if we take the title at face value, mm-hmm. but this movie's called Annie Hall, so it's about Annie Hall. I'm being really dumb here. But if you look at it from, if she's the main character in the film, she grows incredibly. Like, she does! She has an entire arc. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Like, she goes from being this... And you see her, like... You see Alvi as well. But you see her past two boyfriends. Yes. You see her blossom and mature. And she, yeah. And then, at the end, when they meet up again, she's got her life together. You know? Yeah. She's doing great. And this man is in the exact same position. The actual main character of the story... Right. ...is in the exact same position. It doesn't grow or change at all. And at the end of the movie, in his little voiceover thing, he's saying, like, he recognizes that essentially he's a stick in the mud. Yeah, you know? that he'll never change. Yeah. He's just going to continue going on being unhappy. And that frustrates me on many levels. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> like, Sometimes that's all there is. 
I did think that he needs to find a new therapist. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The Freud thing's not working. No. Well, I mean, did it ever. But no, that's that was my problem was, like, Annie Hall is the main character of this film. She's the only character to have an arc. By definition, Yeah, she is the main character. I did think that it was absolutely hilarious when she called him because of the spider. I didn't see that. Oh, my but God, then, that was funny. But then I was also, like... Because I was doing this while I was writing, and I was just like, girl... How does she know it's still in there? It's been, like, an hour. Right. But... Did she call him because of the spider? Did she call him because, like, the spider, and she was also, like... I just... (laughs) Well, I mean, both. The spider was the reason that she was like, oh, fantastic, now I can call him. But I thought it was so funny how she gives him the magazine and he goes in there and comes out and goes, wow, yeah. that's big. <laughs> I like the... Va- yeah. I really like that I there needed, was actually a spider. Right. I needed you know? the validation that it was really big. Like, wow, that is a big spider. And there's have two. A broom. <laughs> also, and she goes, oh no, I brought the broom over to your place. Why did you no, bring a she broom? she left it. This the, was... When... The, oh, because they had moved together and then, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I, I had forgotten about well. that. I was like, why did you bring a broom over to his... No, this was when they moved out. That's right, that's right. But then I was confused about how she got an apartment so fast and where this was in their timeline because mm. for them to reconcile so quickly. I think there was a bunch of time hops. Um, and but her to have a fully decorated apartment. When they were saying, how often do you have, would you oh, sleep yeah. together? And he's like, hardly at all, like three times a week. And his therapist is like, oh, and then... She goes, oh my god, all the time, like three times a week, and you can just tell her therapist is like, honey, shut that down. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that their differences in personalities, and then because in during the spider thing, he's all, you know, you woke me up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, it's really big, blah blah blah. And she's like, do you want some chocolate milk? Yeah, (laughs) I got the good chocolate. Just they're just so. How did they ever? How are they compatible at all? There's not a moment in this... There are moments in this movie where mm-hmm. you're like, these two should be together. Yeah. But not as... Mar- like, I don't think... I don't... I never saw them as long-term. No. I think that they do end up helping each other, but I think that he helps her because literally pays for her to take classes and go to therapy. Mm-hmm. She helps him... Because she's a wonderful person. Right. And I think he's less neurotic around her because yeah. you just can't be neurotic around her because she's so easygoing. Right. So she's good for him in that, you know, they all get loosened up a little bit. And I think that the only way that he was good for her was that he kind of forced her to go outside of her comfort zone. Yeah. You know? And... If we're viewing this as, like, she's new to New York... Yeah. He showed her New York. That's like, true. the intellectual, like, outside of Milwaukee yeah. kind of thing. And, okay, speaking of intellectual, the guy... At the very beginning, when they're in line for the movie, and the guy behind talking about movies... I did think that exchange was kind of funny. I love that exchange. And then when they pull out, like, this is the filmmaker <laughs> right here. And he goes, you don't understand. But I just, I thought that was hilarious, especially after, because film studies classes, you get people who are so, I was like, I know this exact person. Oh, I yeah. know this guy. We're, yeah. How often are you in line for the bathroom? Like, I, during and an then act break. There's, yeah, and there's, yeah, someone, someone who is talking about the grander picture, yeah. about this. It's like when, 
in lit class where it's like, you know that half of the teachers or academics are just making up what this author meant, yeah. you know? Carries over to other mediums. But I thought that exchange was hilarious. You know, that's, there were some, like, vignettes that I liked. Mm-hmm. Like, I like this one. Yeah. I liked the lobster. I think the lobster is, is iconic. I think it's cute. And I liked it. But like, then when he does it again with another girl, I was like... That was just sad. Is this a thing that he does? Maybe. <laughs> he I don't know. lobster. I thought that was just so pathetic. But was it like a... I just found that to be like, oh, she didn't pass the lobster test. Like, I was like... I think that... I don't think he does that with girls. I think that was him trying to recreate yeah. the moments. But I thought so too, but then I was like... Is this a test? It's a lobster test? Did Annie pass the lobster test? Annie passed, <laughs> passed the lobster test. Maybe that's what we should start doing. The lobster the test. The lobster test. I that's just, what you... Just bring a lobster in your purse. And if you're not sure about the guy... Throw a lobster at him. And if he reacts well, he's keeper. All right. But if that, you have to know them well enough to take them to, like, a cabin. That's the part that oh, gets Oh, that's me. true. Well, I don't think he knew the second girl well at all. That's the thing. I was like, oh, this is purely And when he physical. when the shining girl, when he took her home right, I was like, he didn't know her. He Shelly spent, Duvall. Yeah, didn't like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't like her, took her home, complained that it took, like, she shouldn't have to apologize for... Whatever. Mm. I was like, no. But, just I again, with the feminist cape. Yeah. That's the hard part. It's like, high school me was like, okay, I can see why this is funny. Like, yeah. I get some of the jokes. Me now, I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of times when I was watching this that I had to specifically remind myself to detach yeah. characters from people. And stuff, so that was definitely an influence as well. But But I still love Diane Keaton. I just every time I see her, I'm like, why don't I see more of Diane Keaton? She's like so quirky. She's just so good. And this is apparently this is all her own clothes. Oh really? Apparently. Apparently. Well, I mean she still dresses like that. That's the thing. I so, like how she dresses. I'm looking at her IMDB right now. The oh. last thing I saw her in was um She was in The Godfathers. Yeah. Never and not enough. Never give up. The one with Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the Nancy Myers one that my mom saw like four times. She actually, <laughs> um, her career seems a lot like Robert De Niro's in that she either does very serious things or quirky like comedies. Yes. Just I'm going through and right. This, okay, this is from me going through her IMDb, which ranks it by the most well-known. Okay. And at the top are the Godfathers, and then it's, like... Something's gotta give. Something's gotta give. Sorry. Because I said so, mad money, you know? Oh, okay. So it's, like, she seems to have yeah. the mix of, like... Well, I, I, when I heard comedy, I was, like, first Wives Club, and then I'm, like, if you say that's a low-class comedy, I no, will no, fight no, you. No, 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 I mean, just, like, you know, every... Right. You know what I mean. I can't find the word to describe it. For some reason, but... I was like, I've got a bitch about this. I haven't wife. seen that. We gotta do it. It's my okay. favorite. All right. It's so good. I have it on my... They're basing this on. I have it on my iPhone. Good grief. <laughs> Who else is in that one? Bette Midler and Goldie Hawn. Oh, it's a trifecta. Right. They've been All talking right. about doing a musical of that for about 10 years oh, now. Oh, I'd watch that. I would. Watch the heck out of that. I want them to do a... But that's where Jennifer Lawrence... 
when she got on stage and said, I beat Meryl when she won the Oscar. Yeah. It's a line from that movie. So everyone, like, freaked out and was like, she's so rude. Gotcha. I mean, I knew it was a line from something. I knew she was making a joke and everyone was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Everyone rushed over to Meryl Streep and was like, are you okay? (laughs) J-Law made fun of you. (laughs) And she's like, guys, I'm Meryl Streep. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. I'm over it. (laughs) I do. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um... Oh, boy. But no, I love Diane Keaton in this. I thought she did a lot because some of the dialogue was very... Yeah. I liked all her little quirks. How she goes, la-dee-da. La-dee-da. That is, oh, bless your heart. Right? La-dee-da. Okay. Christopher Walken. <laughs> I always forget he's in it. I was... Because I didn't look at the cast list before I watched this. And I'm watching it. And I just... Is that... Is that Christopher Walken? And he just is... He looks a little creepy, but I can't tell. I was like, is he creepy or is he not creepy, you know? I think he's just Christopher Walken. I think, yeah, well, <laughs> and because his character in this is weird. Right. Because I think you'll appreciate this as an artist. And just how he's sitting in the room <laughs> with the small light and he... And the x-rays, like, on the wall. Yeah, and the x-rays. And it's like, I mean, he looks... He makes me nervous, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all this combined, I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this at all. <laughs> but, and then I thought, I did enjoy how he tells this really creepy story about, like, sometimes I just want to drive into oncoming traffic. <laughs> and Alvi makes fun of him for that and then is put into in- his hands <laughs> with the car in him. I thought, that's karma. You don't make fun of people when they open up their dark <laughs> secrets to you. That's a really jerk move. So now you die in the car. Yeah, I hope he does. I was like, Ugh. but so I thought that was funny. No, I but just... I was just—it made me. I wrote down, "Is that Christopher Walken?" And then I have Christopher. What? I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> because I was just sitting there cringing. But that meeting the family scene—that was. Good. I love that. I like that because that is when you put two families together. It's yeah. just always the just like... and the politically incorrect grandma. Right. You know, it's just, it had all the elements. Yeah, movies have been made of Meet the Parents. <laughs> made about that. Yes. That was good. And then, oh gosh. Where did, where is she from? Um, which? Annie Milwaukee. Hall. Yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay. Because I was like, we're both Midwest transplants. Yeah. You know? Neither of our families are like hers, but... I don't know. We talk about the swap meet a lot in my <laughs> going to the swap meet just after lunch. Whenever there's a Midwestern, like oh, we you know fly from the big city to the middle of America to meet their family, I'm yeah. always curious in how they portray them. Yeah, it's always the same. Right. But because then I'm always like, nope, this time it'll be different. Where I'll see aspects of my family in this, and then it never is. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, alright then. But also in like. A re- in a movie, they have to have a boy. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a son. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like Pride of Prejudice. It's like, there's not just all sisters? No. What? People have brothers? <laughs> there's always going to be a boy. Otherwise, it's Pride of Prejudice. Yeah. Readers, my mom and my dad both all have sisters. And I have all sisters as well. So, <laughs> having a brother in the mix. Right. I'm like, who's this guy? Who was this guy? That's true, I hadn't thought about it. Just wait till you get a brother-in-law. It ruins Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or a sister-in-law. Oh my 
my god, that's true. Gotta, you know it's what? I am not emotionally prepared for any of my siblings to get married yet. So, been there, done it. Ladies, I'm not ready. You can't. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> it's emotional. It takes a toll. Oh gosh. Uh, oh, oh, the cartoon god. section. When it goes into a cartoon. Oh, I like that. I did too. I like that a lot. Cause, and then also, cause that was quite blatantly the Wicked Queen from Snow White. Yeah. But the colors were so drastically different. I think that's how they got around that one. It was like, what are you talking about? Our queen is orange. Right. <laughs> it's clearly not your queen. But I also don't know if the copyright laws were. Yeah. I don't think Disney was quite the legal behemoth it is today. <laughs> right. um, it, it wasn't, Marvel wasn't a thing. Marvel was no. a Mac studio. And you know, it didn't have Star Wars yet either. So it was just Disney. Right. <laughs> um, what do you think about the going into Brooklyn? Um, green. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not quite sure where in Brooklyn they went. Coney well, the Coney Island. Island, yeah, I know Coney Island. But when they were like, we're going into Brooklyn, and then you see them on the highway. Yeah. And I was like, how are they getting into Brooklyn? But I guess, were they on the Upper East Side? Upper West Side? I guess. So I was like, they must have gone through Queens to get into Brooklyn? Maybe. Did they go up through the Bronx over that bridge and then all the way down? I don't know. I will, because Google just the it. shot of them driving, I was like... Hold up now, how are they getting into Brooklyn? I was expecting a driving over a bridge shot. I was too. And that didn't happen. We got an expressway shot. I so think then that might have my been... entire concept of geography of New York and the five boroughs, <laughs> I was like, maybe I don't know how the city's laid out. Because where are they? <laughs> I like that that blew your mind. I was like, wait, they're not going over a bridge? Because where I thought they lived... I don't know, how are they getting to Brooklyn? Because I thought they would go down through the city. Well. And they didn't, because they would not have gone on a highway like did that. Did not expect this would turn into driving with Debbie. Oh, uh, man, no! <laughs> well, also, I don't drive, so... Readers, if anyone knows where the hell they were, um, let me know. So did, I... Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh. Keep uh, no, I do want to bring up the parallelism. Oh, gotta get, gotta get, you got to get... You got it out, though. You got it out. Gonna want to bring up the parallelism of... Them getting together and then breaking up for the final time. Okay. Because in the when they first meet and they are there's the subtitles. Yeah. Giving the subtext of like what they're saying. Yeah. And then at the end when they break up amicably for the final time, mm-hmm. you hear the voiceover. Yeah. Of what they're thinking and then they break up. Yeah. Do you want to speak on that? I don't know. No, <laughs> that I, I, I have nothing to say about that. I did think just, like, the way they did it was interesting, how yeah. it was, like, the mix of the subtitles and the voiceover and stuff like that. There were so many different storytelling aspects to this yeah. that I'm really... Because usually I don't like voiceover. Usually, like, the unnecessary subtitles. But, like, that was... I think it... I the time the jumping around. There was just such a mix to this that, um, That's you know, thing. what... This was one hell of a script because there was so many different storytelling tools in the yeah. script. I thought it was interesting in the way that they were all used. But that's all I have to say about it. No, I find it interesting because it does kind of feel like because there's so many different things used, it kind of feels a little bit like a student film-ish just because it's like, let's try things to see if they work. But it's handled so expertly that it's hard. It's handled so well that it's... It's hard to think that he only directed, like, four movies before this one. Well, I'm, I think, because he was, 
telling stories different ways before this, though, you know, because of stand-up and comedy and stuff like that. I think he was just writing, you know? The way, yeah. Yeah. I think this is, if anything, this is just good writing. Um, yeah. Good story. I don't, because, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, my little feminist inside of me is not happy about some things in this, but. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that goes. it is good writing. Right. I mean, we've stated it numerous times. Yeah. We don't like this film. (laughs) Well. Okay, here's the thing about this, though, is that I don't know if I would watch it again. I guess this belongs at the end. That's eh, close enough. Yeah, I think we can go ahead. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to talk no. about? No. Yeah, yeah, let's let's wrap it up. So would you watch this film again? Okay. Never in my life will I be by myself and saying, you know what? I want to watch Annie Hall. Get a bottle of wine. Yeah. I, like the first guy said, I was like, this isn't this isn't hot fuzz. You know, yeah. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a movie. That I, this isn't the world. Or like. When Harry met Sally, yeah. just thinking in, like, the romantic oh, comedy I was like, thing. yeah, this also, I mean, this is not a movie that I will ever want to, you know, put on because, oh, you know what, I'm feeling like watching Annie Hall. Yeah. Not this movie. If someone, if I'm with someone and they haven't seen it, and it's like, you know what, okay, fine, let's watch this then. That's probably, but if another person suggests, you know what, let's watch Annie Hall, I will suggest another movie. But if they haven't seen it and we're going you know, through, I get this one on Amazon, so, like, you know, but yeah. the equivalent of, like, deciding what movie to watch, and someone's like, oh, Annie Hall, I've never seen that, then I would be open to watching it again. Yeah. I don't think I would ever recommend it to anyone, per se, because, like I said, I either was enjoying myself or not at all enjoying myself. Yeah. Highs and lows. There was no middle ground for me in this one. No. Um, so, yes and no. Would you watch this one again, then? Well... I didn't have as polarized views as you did. Yeah. I wasn't like, I either hated it or loved it. Yeah. The entire time I was just kind of like, meh. And then, uh-huh. I, and then I'd be like, okay, this is funny or, oh, this okay. is cute. I was just kind of disinterested, I guess. Yeah. There were moments where I was like, Annie, you deserve more. <laughs> just Annie. She just needed a friend. Well, she's, I think she's a different kind of lost and confused than we've encountered yes. yet on this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, yeah, she is very different in terms of, like, she kind of knows what she wants to do. Well, she definitely knows what she doesn't want to do. Right. You know? And she has so many things that she wants to do. Yeah. She likes photography. She likes acting. She, she likes, likes singing. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? She's moderately good at all of them, too. So it's kind of like there's this young woman. There's a pretty young woman who's all right financially. She's talented in multiple things. So if she were to direct her energy on any one of those things, direct her energy on any one of those things, she would be successful at it, and she's having a hard time choosing. Yeah. So that's the thing. I I do like the film. However, I mean, I haven't seen it since I first saw it when I was in high school. I don't feel the need to. I don't think I would ever sit down and be like, this is what I'm watching. No, I would never suggest it, but if someone else wanted to... I'd be like, okay. Yeah, it would be one of those things where maybe if it was on TV, I'd stop. If it was, like, the lobster scene or something. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I really don't think... I I wouldn't even recommend this to other people. I would be like... I don't know. Well, because... Now, I... This is the first time I've seen this. And that was always one of those movies where I would just... When it would come up, which means, you know what? I haven't seen any haul. 
And I'm like, oh, well, you should probably see that. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation moved forward. Yeah. And it wasn't ever, oh my gosh, what do you mean you haven't seen this movie? But it was always like, oh, well, yeah, you should probably at some point watch that. Yeah. But moving on, you know? And it's it's a very, I agree. Where it's like, yeah, you know, you probably should see this, but yeah. I'm not going to sit down and force you to watch it. No. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's To it. pretend like you've seen this movie. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you need to know Diane Keaton's general look. Yeah. The fashion. The fashion. Um, so I think you need to know the fashion. Um, I think you should know this is kind of the first, well, one of the first, I guess, films that's like Woody Allen films. Yeah. Where he is the main character, but like. He this just was, has a different name, but yeah. he is Woody Allen. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I, I mean, even like with Midnight in Paris, it just came, just came out. <laughs> it just came out yesterday. I haven't seen that one. Well, I've seen half of it. Anyway, Tom Hiddleston's in it. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like, you know, casting Owen Wilson to be Woody Allen, Jesse Eisenberg to yeah. be Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's probably the most well-known quotes yeah. Woody Allen film. Right. Um, and I think maybe no, like, yeah, it's comedy. The comedy, like, addressing a, the camera, breaking the fourth wall. It's a rom-com, can we say? Yeah. Rom-com, fourth wall. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's got you covered. I think so, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going to record a little. Also, guys, apologies for my upstairs neighbors who are, you know... Starting in a new band. Yeah. Is it a song or are they playing drums? I don't know. I think I, think I, I, I think, know the no, song. It's not... They're, it's the bass line of whatever they're listening to. Right. They just got it cranked up real high. They have a subwoofer. Yeah. Apologies for my upstairs neighbors, everyone. See, my upstairs... Also, I mean, it's 2 p.m. right now. That's the thing you can't complain about it because it's 2 p.m. I know. This is what's frustrating about this. Is this 2 p.m. on a Saturday? I, Whatever. I, I have to tell you a story about my upstairs neighbors, but we'll have this Okay. Up. All right. Um, so, yeah, but that's, that's pretty much... our recommendations for what you should know about Amy Hall. Yeah. Our next movie is one that neither of us have seen. We're watching um, Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yeah. Directed by Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood. Because, guys, we wanted to mix it up and throw in a Western. Um, so none of us have seen this one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our next movie. Cool. Um, so as... Oh. Yeah. This is... (laughs) This is Ben. You You haven't seen... seen. I'm Debbie. And I'm Ashley. As always, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave a comment if you want. You can also check us out on Twitter at YHS underscore podcast. And you can check us out on Tumblr at you haven't seen... Dash podcast. Dash podcast dot Tumblr dot com. See you next time.